We have three types of governments, presidential, semi-presidential, and prime ministerial. Presidential, for example, in the United States, you have the president, you don't have a prime minister or the minister, the council of minister, all the power is there in the hands of the president. Not all powers, but then substantial powers. Anyway, then we have semi-presidential, where we have both prime minister as well as the president, for example, in France, in Russia, in Sri Lanka. In France, for example, it is the president who chooses the prime minister and the ministers. He, which he believes enjoy the majority at the floor of the lower house. It is the president who can dissolve the assembly any point of time. For example, in the recent proposed uh, um, agitations against the proposed uh, uh, pension reforms, all the parliamentarians were kind of scared that if the president wishes, he can dissolve the lower house and then all of them will lose the seat. And therefore, they did not pass the no-confidence motion. This is what happened. So that power is there, and the president can even pass a bill without it being put to vote, the likes of which he did in the recent French pension reforms bill. Even in the case of Russia, the president has a lot of power. He chooses the prime minister. He's the one taking the calls, all right? In India, we also have the president and the prime minister both, but here, it is the prime minister who yields the real power. The president is only nominal. And just like in the case of France and Russia, the president is the head of the state, and the Prime Minister is the head of the government. But it is in India, it is the head of the government who takes all the calls. Theoretically, just like in the case of France and Russia, it is the President who makes uh, rules for the convenient transaction of the business of the government, which he doesn't head. The Prime Minister heads the government. And he also allocates the duty among the ministers. And uh, he appoints the Prime Minister, he appoints the ministers. He's the one whose signature is required for passage of any bill. But can he reject the bill? In France, I just discussed that the president can even pass the bill in the parliament without it being put to vote. That is the level of power that he had. And uh, these weren't the cases all the time. In fact, uh, uh, one president, French General de Gaulle, made the powers of the president so much in the case of France. In India, if we talk about the veto power of the president, in so far as the passage of the bill is concerned, well, uh, mainly the veto power is pocket veto. In other words, if a bill is passed by the both the houses, by the parliament, then the president can put it in his pocket. He will not sign, he will do nothing. It's as if a stalemate. But given the conditions, this usually doesn't happen. I think there's one such example of one such bill in 1978 when the governments were switching. But apart from that, you don't have such cases. Another thing is suspensive veto, in which the president can return the bill for reconsideration of the parliament. And only non-money bills, money bills can't be returned because it is introduced in the parliament with the prior permission of the president. So, if he returns and if the bill comes back with or without amendments, he is bound to pass. He is bound to sign it. And uh, so veto power is limited in the case of Indian president. Indian president has pocket veto, all right, which the American president, by the way, doesn't have. He has to sign within 10 days. But how, how often does the Indian president uh, have the real conditions to use the pocket veto? That's the question. If we consider the bills of the state legislature, in that case, the president has a little more power because um, the governor, as you know, can reserve uh, certain state bills for the consideration and consultation of the president of India. And the president, unlike in the case of center, can keep returning the bill again and again and again, and he is not obligated to sign on the bill if it comes back. 
So that's a strong suspensive veto. And of course, pocket veto still exists. So these things are more theoretical, less practical, making Prime Minister the real power center in the case of India and even other prime ministerial economies. Just take a look at uh, the United Kingdom, where you don't have the president, but you have uh, the queen, the monarch, and uh, the power that vests in the prime minister is the main power. The monarch is a titular head and uh, the head of the state, but not the head of the government. And uh, in some ways, India uh, was, uh, because India was a colony of the British Empire, so some of those aspects have been taken into India. But it's really interesting. I mean, thousands of years back, Aristotle, uh, the father of political science, compared the constitutions of, I think, 159 different nations. So comparative politics. So if you can compare the types of governments and polities which exist in different countries, it's so exciting, isn't it? So that's it. Meet you next time and do subscribe and follow Beacon. Thank you.